So welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. This is our post-Halloween episode. Yes. And I say that because I want to talk about something we talked about in our Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. So we talked about those great community pages. Yeah. Right. So two days before Halloween, mm-hmm. and you know this because I haven't stopped talking about it, yep. the community page lit up. It's going to rain on Halloween. What are we going to do? It's going to rain. Oh, my God. And they created enough stink that my town <laughs> postponed Halloween till tonight, which is where it's Saturday. in the beginning of November. Yeah. Trick-or-treating. In the night of Halloween in my town mm-hmm. was 70. Mm-hmm. And in New England, that's highly unusual. That's like summer. Yeah. yeah. So it was 70. Beautiful. It was Gorgeous. windy, but that gave a spooky element to it. And, and it gave a nice, mm-hmm. a nice refreshing mm-hmm. breeze. Tonight, mm. it's 30 degrees it's out. It's cold. It's freezing. And everybody's trick-or-treating, and it's no fun, because now I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I was so mad, I could barely control myself. I lit up Facebook, because I just didn't know what else to do. No. I was so mad. And then as it was nicer and nicer throughout the day, I was like, you guys are just fucking idiots. I just, yeah, fight it. I added a little fuel to the fire yeah, when I did. sent you the text of the day's weather. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. look, beautiful yeah. and sunny all day. day. You know what? Halloween isn't a God-given right. All right? No. It falls on the 31st of October. It's a date. It's a date. It's, it's not, not like it's chain. the third yeah. Friday of every month. That's October. when it is. If it rains, yeah. you put a garbage bag on and you go out. You don't go out. Your decision. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not changing New Year's Eve so I can wear a short skirt and be warmer. We're not going to make it in July. New Year's Eve is December 31st. Yeah, That's it. ice all over the street yes. and you're in high heels. It's freezing and you're in high heels. Mm-hmm. Still trying to look good. So, yeah. listen. Enough with the change in the dates to yeah, accommodate your, I can't go out in the rain. That being said, some poor girl got nailed. Yes. And hurt seriously on Halloween. Now, I gave yes, you did. multiple warnings. Yes, you did. People Apparently, she I'm doesn't crazy. listen to the episode. Nope. So, um, I feel bad for both her and the poor guy that hit her because he did stop. He called police. She crossed against the light Mm -hmm. and I use that intersection all the time and there's no way he would have seen, like if you're crossing against that light, you don't see them until you're on them. Right. And it's dark. It's dark. So I felt bad. So that also being said, we're sorry. Now we move on to how we talked. We were going to do veterans. Yes. And we've also decided we're no longer going to tell you what the next episode <laughs> is going to be because it, it's probably it going to change. Constantly. So we started looking up the veterans. Mm-hmm. And I love my veterans. Mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough for all you do. Thank you. Thank you. But there's no way we could cover what happens to veterans and not just be horrific. Because it's injuries, just amputation. And that's what we're talking about. Because we talk about yeah. the medical side and the nursing side. So it's... But it's like all just the same, like, traumatic, yeah. I've blown up injuries. Right. So we're going to wish all of our veterans a very happy Veterans Day. Thank you for Thank your you service. Um, and Marines, happy birthday. I'm mm-hmm. not forgetting you. I will actually be in England during Veterans Day. I'm going to London. So all my London <laughs> peeps who might possibly be listening to the show... I will be over there for Armistice Day. Um, I'm very excited. I'm going to the Churchill War Rooms. And I'm going to try oh. to squeeze in the Nightingale Museum. I really hope you do. Maybe I'll have something sparkly for sparkles. Mm-hmm. So, there was something else I wanted to mention. And because I'm old, it went right out of my head. Oh, I want to thank everybody for your reviews. Yes. We did get, We you heard us. We got some reviews. Mm-hmm. We need more. Yeah. So, if you haven't left a review... Please leave one. And I can't thank you people enough who have left one. I get giddy when I get to read them. I like, it's like Christmas time. Every time somebody leaves a new, I'm like, oh, if you're leaving a bad one, I'm just going to skip you. But if you leave a good one, I love reading it. I haven't seen a bad one yet. (laughs) I haven't haven't either. Thank God. Knock on wood. Uh, Everybody's been very positive. They like what they're saying. You know, we've had quite a few. This is my favorite podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And one last thing. Don't forget to write in. Like we... Mm -hmm. Need, you know, we need and love the stories. I like to hear, I'd love to hear what ORs are like in England and Ireland and Canada. Right, anyway. Tell us what you call things. Tell us how you do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and any story, even if you think it's not funny, trust me, we'll make it funny. 
Yeah, or even if it's not, it's just still a story right. that people it's might be interested in. It's a story that people might like. Yeah. It's something informational. Yeah. So again, thank you to everybody who did leave a review. I look forward to any more reviews coming in. They do yeah. help us. They're going to help us to get um, on the charts. We well, need. even since those reviews came in, I think we have like a thousand more listeners. Like, right. Because people see it somehow. I don't know how they and algorithm it helps. or whatever. It, it really it does help. brings more people in right. the more reviews you have. So it's great. So for the people who took that... 30 seconds to write one, thank you, and it takes like 30 seconds to write one. And if you can't figure it out, find some little millennial to help you, and they'll figure it out for you. They can do it. So we decided to take November and just make it all about Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We're going to cover different aspects of Thanksgiving. So this episode is going to be food and football related. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about anorexia and bulimia Mm -hmm. and football injuries. Because what else? We're going to take the fun right out of it. What not to do? Play football. Yeah. So we're going to suck the life out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Sparkles is going to take it over with bulimia. Bulimia. We're going to start off with vomiting. It's awesome. It's not pretty. I would rather lose my limbs than vomit. I mean, I don't know that I'd go that far, but I really don't like to vomit. I hate it. I don't like it. I hate it. I lay in bed and promise God anything. I just do. Until the last second. I'm like, God damn it. I thought I could yep. handle this and I have to get it. It's coming it. out my nose. It's coming out my mouth. And then I can taste it in the back of my throat. And it burns. Yeah, it's I awful. hate to throw up. So the other it. night, speaking of throwing up. Uh-oh. We are in bed. And I, they, both the kids were in bed. And I hear. Laura and her husband are in bed. Not me and her. No. Okay, just FYI. Mike and I are in bed. <laughs> and both of my kids are in their rooms. And I, I hear someone open their door. Because you have to keep you. Just, uh, I'm just going to give this. I don't. I don't. So I can't. I can't. Always close your doors. Ask any fireman. You always close your door to your bedrooms. It helps prevent the spread of fire. that's when the killers come in. I can't. You have to. I die behind closed doors. I have to have them open. Do not get your doors open. Fire safety 101. Also, clocks turn back tonight. November 2nd. You should always change your batteries batteries and your fire alarms. I'm just going to do a little PSA on fire Don't safety. Don't yeah. leave my doors open. Yeah, close your doors when you're sleeping. Anyways. So anyways, I hear the door open. And I'm like, who's up? And I hear, mom. And I'm like, oh, no. yeah. And he's like, I'm going to throw up. And then I hear, <laughs> splash. And I was like, oh, the splash. You just heard it hit the floor like hot. I mean, he it was hot. Who was it? Jack. Oh. So then... He does this. I'm like, oh my god! And he's closer to the door because in case a killer comes in, he'll die first. So I'm like, could you go see what that is? He's obviously vomiting all over the place, whatever he's doing. And then, um, and then he goes, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm done, I'm not going to do it. Again. You can hear it. Like I know he's going to do it again. And he's he's coming towards my room. The bathroom's right oh off my, my room. And I'm like, mm, get back in the bathroom, get back in the bathroom. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. Again. No. And I was like, oh god, it was. He got up. I was like, get up. Because I cannot get up. The smell. The smell alone sent me out of my mind. smell it in my room. He, I'm going, are you dumb? What are you doing? And then I get here. He's swearing. He's yelling. Jack's in the tub because he's kind of like all over his feet because he vomited everywhere. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Of course I'm not getting up. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like. I'm cleaning it up. Jesus Christ almighty. I'm like, well, get something wet because I can hear them pulling out paper towels. He's like, I can't. I'm going to soak it up. For- it's everywhere. What did he eat? Cameron Omas seems to always puke up with macaroni and meatballs. What did he eat? I don't know. He was at a party. Oh, no. But no, I saw no. I saw him beforehand. He was fine. But I he, he's he been eating really, really well and like working oh, so out a lot. I think lo- he ate a lot of crap. And he also had a really bad headache. He gets migraines. So I, I think too. it just, it was like forceful. And then he was fine. It never happened to, like, it was fine, but it was gross. It was everywhere. It was like a mountain. It was oh, everywhere. I had been out one night and Brian calls me and he's like, you need to come home right now. I'm like, why? He's like, Cameron was in the top bunk and threw up mm. from the top bunk. I'm like, what? Like from the top bunk? He's like, it's everywhere. <laughs> All over the place. I'm like. And I see Cameron, and he wasn't like four. It's like, dude. Yeah. He's like, I tried. I'm like, you realize that like ricocheted off the floor from the top oh, bunk. It's everywhere. But Garrett probably got nailed on the way. <laughs> oh, I hate throwing. I up. found it under the. Oh. Floor. I mean, he did as good as he could, but like, the next morning I go in, I'm like, oh, it's on the bottom. Yeah. Or when I you get it read. in the sheets and you put it in the washing machine, and oh, all the chunks well. are left in the washing machine afterwards. You He's the only up. one who does that, Sam. Every single time that kid throws up, and he gets a stomach bug. If someone in Asia has a stomach bug. <laughs> Goes to the bathroom, throws up, 
gets the Lysol wipes, cleans everything oh down, washes hands. I yeah. threw up. I know. Are you good? Yeah, I'm fine. Gets back in bed. Gets back. No, no, I can't He's... even get my kids to pee in the toilet. No. I'm to throw up in it. He's an excellent puker, mm. but Jack, not so much. So maybe he'll be the bulimic. <laughs> He's already got the routine down. He's got the whole routine down. <laughs> All right, now they're going off tangent on throwing up. Yeah. That's how much we like it. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Apparently, like, neither one of us are bulimics. Get up. <laughs> Do it. I was also sick, so I, Look I didn't get up. Bulimia is not the way I would go. I could tell you that. No, I couldn't do the vomiting. Though I could eat, I couldn't do the vomiting. Oh, I do the gorging. Mm. Yeah. But it would. St- I do that now. Because <laughs> I mean, just don't throw it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So bulimia. Um, it's bulimia nervosa is the name of the um, disease. It's a serious, sometimes life-threatening eating disorder. It's characterized by a cycle of binging, and compensatory behaviors designed to undo or compensate for the effects of binge eating. So vomiting, using laxatives, exercise, anything to get rid of those calories. You're Mm -hmm. taking in a huge amount of calories, and then you're getting rid of them some way that is not healthy. Um, The official diagnostic criteria for bulimia nervosa are recurrent episodes of binge eating. I have that. hmm? I have that. An episode of binge eating is characterized by both of the following. One, eating in a discrete, peri- discrete period of time, like within a two-hour period of time. Mm-hmm. And any amount of food that is much larger than most people would eat during a similar period of time under similar circumstances. So in a two-hour period of time, what a normal person would eat, this person eats... Triple. Way, 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 way more. Um... And a two is a sense of lack of control over eating during the episode. Like a feeling like you can't stop. Okay. Like you just, you cannot stop eating. So like when I'm at a Mexican restaurant and they put the nachos chips in front of me? Yes. Not the it's same disc- thing. It's like disc- I literally can't stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll have another one. Yes, We're I'll disgusting. have another one. Can I have another one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you, they feel like they cannot control it. Okay. They cannot stop eating. Um, the, another part of the criteria is recurrent inappropriate compensatory behavior in order to prevent weight gain, such as self in, self-induced vomiting, Mm-mm. misuse of laxatives, Mm-mm. misuse of diuretics, Mm-mm. fasting, Mm-mm. or excessive exercise. Yeah, I'm out for all those, which is why it just keeps piling on. Yeah. So my son, he plays football. He's active, mm-hmm. very active kid. All of a sudden, he starts going to the gym after football, and he's eating really well. He's making his own meals. He doesn't want, like, crap for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, he's eat, he and he's, he's a trying. terrible eater, but he's really, like, on top of it, and he's taking care of everything. And one day, he was like, there was something. I can't remember what it was, but it was something that he wouldn't eat normally on this, like, stricter diet. And he's like, well, I really want to taste it, but I really want to taste it and spit it out, and I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and I'm like... Say he's like, you're gonna tell me that I'm like bulimic or something, or I have an yeah. eating disorder if I do that. I'm like, I'm not gonna. But I mean, you could probably swallow it and it will be fine. He's like, but I really don't want to. But I just want to see what it tastes like. And I'm like, okay, fine. He's like, but I don't. And then he goes to the gym all the time. He exercises all the time. He's like really focused, but he's eating so well. Like I'm right. But I'm like, he's like, I know what you're gonna say. I know what yeah, you're gonna I say. Am. And I'm like, yeah, because it's not really we- it's not unnormal. Like eat it. You're gonna right. go to the gym. You're gonna work it off. You're 17. You could probably eat. Well, right. he's not 17, no. but you still could eat whatever the hell you want at I this know. age. But he's very focused. To be he's trying to be really again good. and be able to eat that, like... Oh, my God, the stuff I ate was ridiculous. Yep. And didn't get a pound. No. I still eat the amount of stuff I just gained. Yeah, like, I just... Yeah. My metabolism is a fraction of no. what it was then. Um, the binge eating and inappropriate compensatory behaviors both occur, occur at least once a week for three months. So you have to do it at least once a week for three months to meet the criteria okay. of bulimia. Um, self-evaluation is unduly influenced by body shape and weight. So you think I need to lose weight because my weight is, um, 138 today and I want to be at 130, even though 138 is fine weight. Right. Like it's right. It's irrational. Yeah. Um, turn the page. <laughs> Warning signs and symptoms of bulimia. Wanting um, to taste food and spit it up. Jack. I know. I'm watching it. <laughs> Um, emotional be- and these are emotional and behavioral warning signs. Um, general behaviors show that weight loss, dieting, and control of food are your primary concern. 
if there's evidence of binge eating, like lots of empty wrapped wrappers, containers, and missing food, like if you come home and you had a thing of cheer mm-hmm. Oreos and, and they're gone. It's gone and you find a wrapper up in the room, you know, watch them. Um, if someone is always going to the bathroom after eating, if they smell like vomit, um, has oh, diuretics. Could you imagine? Or, no. Hi. I know. It just smells but like. But if you're doing it yeah, all I know. the time. Imagine what their teeth are like. Oh. Yeah. Um, Gross. If you find diuretic or laxative wrappers in the trash, keep an eye out. It's a sign. Um, if they're not comfortable eating with other people, like if they, oh, I'll go out to dinner, but I'm not going to have anything. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they know they can't control it. Right. They'll eat so much. Um, if rituals develop, <laughs> like over over chewing food. They'll only eat certain foods. They won't let their foods touch. Like, they all of a sudden get very ritualistic. Some of these signs and symptoms are identical to anorexia. Oh, I bet. Identical. Because it's all, it's just mm-hmm. control over, over the, the food. food. Um, if they're <clears throat> skipping meals or eating very little at mealtime, because they don't want to do it in front of people. They don't want to binge eat. Um, if they hoard f- food, mm-hmm. if you find, like, you Stuff know, a in stash the room. Of, yeah. in the room. Um, if they're drinking a ton, a ton, a ton of water, um, if they use gum or mouthwash, like excessively, if they have a new, very strict exercise regime, they don't skip a day. They won't take a day off. Like even Mm -hmm. if they're sore or something's hurt, they have to go, they have to go for so long. They have to do so much, um, cardio or whatever. If there's swelling in the cheeks and jaw. If they look bloated, because they, like they're chipmunk? retaining fluid. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why would they retain fluid? Because of their balance is off. Okay. Um, if they start wearing baggy clothes to cover up, if they withdraw socially, um, if their teeth are discolored, um, if they have tooth sensitivity all of a sudden, you know, Siri's on it. Siri responded to what this did episode. I, what so did I say? That I don't Siri know, but Siri just loved up. whatever you said. Um, teeth that discolored and Siri picked up. Um, if they have tooth sensitive sensitivity, erosion of the teeth. Um, if they have calluses on the backs of their hands or the knuckles from making themselves vomit, they get calluses from that. Yeah, because the acid coming up. I never mm. would have thought of that. Yeah. I thought maybe they were just dragging them along the ground. Yeah, no, it's from the vomit. Oh, self-inducing. That's um, disgusting. Yeah. That's the most disgusting detail you've put out yet. I know. Um, If they look in the mirror all the time. Now, I know with teenagers, that's hard Mm -hmm. to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, There's adults that it's hard to tell. I mean, they can't walk by reflection without being like, oh, look at me. Um, But if they're constantly, they're not happy with what they're seeing, though. Mm -hmm. So they're not looking and they're like, hey. They're not like real housewives. Look at me, my lips. Um, If they get extreme mood swings. Some physical symptoms, although some of those are physical symptoms. Um, big fluctuate fluctuations in weight, both up and down. Mm-hmm. These people don't get very skinny very fast. Okay. Um, they're usually average weight people, but sometimes they're overweight. They're not bulimics. Aren't very skinny. Skinny. Because of the because the they're actually eating. getting because even though you are throwing it up, you are still getting something from the yeah. food you're eating. Um, if there's a lot of stomach complaints, cramps, acid, constipation. They can't concentrate. They feel dizzy. They're fainting. They feel cold all the time if they're layering mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they have sleep problems. If you're not getting any nutrition, you're not going to be able to sleep. Plus, there's a lot of psych issues related with it, too. Right. Um, they have dry, get dry skin. They get fine hair on their body. I'm telling you, the it's symptoms are identical anorexia. to anorexia. Um, if they have thinning hair on their head, mm-hmm. um, dry nails. Because it's all signs of malnutrition. Yeah. And swelling of the salivary glands from overuse. Yeah. Um, muscle weakness, abnormal labs. They'll be anemic. They'll have low thyroid and hormone levels. They'll have low potassium. They'll have low blood cell counts. They'll have a slow heart rate. Um, they'll get irregular periods if they're a girl because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Identical. hormone levels are off. Um, they'll have poor wound healing. And they'll have impaired immunity. Obviously, you're not getting any nutrition. Um, people can also struggle with substance abuse, self-injury, risky behaviors. Um, and then some people even have like an intentional use of insulin. Really? Yeah. Intentional misuse of insulin. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, bizarre. Yeah. Um, Where'd the, you even get it? 
mean, I guess. Is it right next to the oxys? Our family, yeah. I don't know. Get any meth? You got any insulin? I don't know. What do you got? Um, the binge and purge cycles can cause electrolyte and chemical imbalances, and they can affect all your organ functions. And your heart. They can lead to cardiac arrest. The heart's the big one. If your potassium's yeah. off, your heart's going haywire. Um, binging can cause stomach rupture. If you're doing it enough, Oof. if you're, it's, if it's Oof. constantly being, you know, forced, forced out, oh, could you it can cause a rupture in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also cause, it can wear away the esophagus. Oh, that really and when your the esophagus acid. wears away, that can rupture. Yeah. You get a nice hole in your yeah. esophagus. That's, that can bleed. That's ter- And the infection. Yeah. Um, I have a list of some famous people with. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Jane Fonda. Really? She's, yep. She She's was, on the anorexic list, too. They, I feel like it's a lot cold, of them have both. Cold, yeah. Cold. yeah. Um, she started at age 12. She finally got help in her 40s. So for 30 years, she's been Was it during the Fonda exercise tape she was born? Oh, yeah, like? definitely. Uh-huh. Liar. Um, she's one of the first actresses to discuss the problem and help raise awareness oh, for yeah. the disease. Um, Britney Spears. She started at 16. She did stop during her pregnancies, but started again after to lose the baby weight. I feel like, don't ever be jealous when you see these women come back six weeks later from their babies when they're in Hollywood, because yeah. I think they're going through ridiculous extremes that are torturous to their bodies yeah. to get to those crazy-ass weights mm-hmm. to say, look at how long it took me to get six weeks right. to get here. And then you feel like a jerk, because it's taken right, you a, whale. a year to take a couple of pounds yeah. off, you know? Um. Kesha, Demi Lovato, Paula Abdul. Same list. Same list. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Paula was 17 years. She had it for 17 years. Um, Lindsay Lohan, Lady Gaga, they have all come out and said. Same list. They have severe eating disorders Mm -hmm. and it happens. It happens all the time. It happens to people you wouldn't think. So when you're at Thanksgiving dinner Mm -hmm. and your brother's girlfriend gets up right after Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. goes into the bathroom for about 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. comes back, smells like mouthwash. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on her. Look at her knuckles. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on the knuckles. Your knuckles. Right. Is her hair thinning? Does she have fine hair? <laughs> Is she all covered over her body? in hair? Well, that's yeah. what you want to know. Keep an eye on her. Yeah. All right. Are we? That's bulimia. So. Bulimia in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you don't want to throw it up, you're just not going to eat it at all. And on to anorexia we go. Yes. All right. Anorexia means nervous loss of appetite. That mm-hmm. is the actual term. It is seen far, as far back as medieval times with the practice of self-starvation in the name of religious piety. I'm never going to be that religious. Uh, 1689, in the first description of anorexia by an English physician named Richard Morton. 1873, Sir William Goh, physician to Queen Victoria. She had like 80 of them. He publishes a paper where he coins the term anorexia nervosa. And he writes about a patient, Miss A. Mm -hmm. And they have pictures of her. Before and after. But they're like illustrations because they don't have, they have a camera. They didn't have a camera. <laughs> and she's all gaunt in the first one with a really unfortunate hairdo. And then in the second one, she's got this full hair. So I'm like, how much weight did she really put back on? Because I think her hairdo is just different. Yeah. Um, and so he writes about her. He writes about her struggles and her recovery. Mm-hmm. And the same year, a French physician, Ernst, that's the only Ernst, there's no Ernest, mm-hmm. Ernst Charles Vesquet. Let's go with the last game. He publishes Del Anorexia Hysterique <laughs> with similar details by Dr. Gall. I love the French. De Hysterique. Yeah. Um, you know that's where hysterectomy came from. <laughs> and then in 1978, a German psychoanalyst pu- publishes The Golden Cage, The Enigma of Anorexia Nervosa. So this is when you're really starting to hear about a th- this thing of anorexia. Yeah. Um, it really... S- it starts to show up in the 50s, mm-hmm. women getting really stressed out, but Karen Carpenter is the person who brings mm-hmm. it to the forefront. So it is a complicated disease that starts in the teens or even younger, mm-hmm. and it's characterized by low weight, food restrictions, fear of gaining weight, and a strong desire to be thin. Mm-hmm. Most anorexics will deny they have a problem. The cause is unknown, though there are some theories as to why it comes around. Also said that there is a genetic component, like when they had identical twins, they both would have anorexia. Oh my God. So it's kind of a weird, mm. and they're more susceptible to it than non-identical mm-hmm. twins. So the meat and potatoes of anorexia, I had to throw that in there because God knows an anorexic would never eat meat no. and potatoes. So the signs and symptoms to watch out for, loss of period, though you would never notice that in somebody because unless you're buying her tampons. 
<laughs> um, fear of weight gain, rapid continual weight loss, soft fine hair growing all over the body. Mm-hmm. There's a fancy name for it, but I couldn't be bothered with it. It was kind of gross. <laughs> An obsession with counting food calories and fat content in food. A preoccupation with food. Cooking elaborate meals for others, but they don't eat any of it. Mm-hmm. Food rituals. They cut food into little tiny pieces, but you never really see them eating it. They push it around their plate. They're going to offer you their food like, oh, hey, you try this. Try this. And they're going to try so much of it you've eaten the meal. Or they just throw it out. They will purge with laxatives, diet pills, and Ipecac. Some may induce vomiting, though this is also a sign of um, bullying. And they will exercise. And they will do such excessive exercise, and they do micro-exercise, which they will sit there and move their fingers just to burn calories, move their feet. They're constantly moving their legs. Little tiny movements because mm-hmm. they feel like that's still burning calories. They're going to have low blood pressure, a really slow or a really fast heart rate. It's usually combined with depression, anxiety, insomnia. Mm-hmm. They are, they'll go into solitude. Like you won't, they hide in their rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have, like if you ever watch those UNICEF commercials and those poor little kids who are malnourished, they'd have the little bloated bellies. Yeah. They will have these little, because mm-hmm. they're so malnourished. Halitosis, really, really stinky Bad. hair. Um, their hair, because of the, again, dry hair. Their skin's dry. Their nails are bad mm-hmm. because that's all a sign of malnutrition. They're constantly tired. They'll have rapid mood swings as well. Mm-hmm. Their feet will look orange. They get like the soles of them? It just says foot discoloration. Mm-hmm. So it says their feet will look orange. They can have severe muscle tension, aches, and pains. Mm-hmm. They have habits of self-harming or self-loathing. Mm-hmm. And they have an obsession with thinner people. They're always being like, oh my God, look how thin they are. Look yeah. how thin they are. One surgeon, pediatric surgeon said, and I don't buy this so much because I know so many women who do this, but they'll put an elastic band around their waist and make sure their wrist is thinner than the elastic band. That's how they maintain their weight. Now, I do it. My daughter, anybody who's got long hair, which yeah, I don't have long hair right now, um, anybody who's had long hair, you're going to have an elastic band. I mean, that's what we do. So, But maybe they do do that. So conditions that are associated with anorexia are depression, alcoholism, borderline, and other personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't even remember what I wrote. <laughs> so we're going to go with ADHD and body dysmorphic, which I oh, was yeah. watching botched the other night. There were so many mentally ill people on that show. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like they're exploiting it because they have such body dysmorphic. Yeah. Like... And they're finding surgeons to do these bizarre... Some woman just went on, she took six ribs out so she could have a little tiny waist. That can't even be healthy. Where did her intestines go? Because her waist has to be a 24-inch waist. Yeah, where I don't understand where everything is. Where does everything go? I don't know. It looked bizarre, and her boobs were like a triple Z. They were huge. She was just going to fold them out. She looked ridiculous. She looked ridiculous. Okay, so causes. You have a possible genetic cause, like I said with the twins. Mm -hmm. A first-degree relative of somebody with anorexia, like a sister or brother, is 12 times more higher risk of developing it. Wow. You can have environmental factors, like um, your mother was anorexic. Uh, your mother had maternal diabetes, preeclampsia, placental infarction, neonatal complications, GI disorders. They People with celiac tend to be anorexic because the foods they eat make them so sick, they just stay away from them. Okay. But they don't know what foods it are. It, it, it are. What foods it are, dude. What foods they are. So they stay away from almost every food. And it makes them anorexic. So you have to... A lot of anorexics were then diagnosed with celiac. And once they got the celiac diagnosis, they were able to start eating again. Um, You can have psychological issues like low self-esteem. Feeling like there's a lack of control. Depression, anxiety, loneliness. I mean, anorexia is just a sign of control. They want to... Same as blame. Sociological anorexia has been steadily increased in diagnosis since the 50s. Mm. People in certain professions are more susceptible. Models, dancers, like if you've ever seen Black Swan, she's disgusting in it. Mm -hmm. Jockeys, wrestlers, and weight competitors. Mm -hmm. Jockeys go to ridiculous extremes. Wrestlers do. High school boys. Yeah. And it's a huge problem. Yeah, huge problem. Uh, Family dynamics where there's a constant pressure to be thin, like a parent who's like, oh, you're just Get a little porky there, girl. Mm-hmm. You could be a little thinner. Uh, or anybody who's been teased over their body weight tends to be anorexic. Mm-hmm. The media portrays a false image of what people really look like. Mm-hmm. They they even take the models and they alter them to make them even look thinner. Mm-hmm. It's they, They're putting an image out that is unattainable. Right. There's no way you're going to look like yeah. that. Um, 
And then there's websites that promote thinspiration and fitspiration, and they're actually giving you tips on how to be anorexic, which is even sadder. So the treatment is early intervention and treatment. They have the best outcomes. It hits three areas. It hits restoring the person to a healthy weight, Mm -hmm. treating the cycle, uh, psychic, psychological. Am I having issues tonight? I think I had a stroke. Um, the disorders that are related to the illness Mm -hmm. and reducing or eliminating behaviors or thoughts that originally led to the eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So they'll start with diets and meal plans, um, adequate calories, starting slowly and increasing to a measured pace, therapy, family-based therapy, Mm -hmm. so that it's more successful than individual cognitive behavior therapy, um, a therapy where the parents assume the responsibility for feeding the child. This actually is the most successful, but then they also think it becomes a competition between the parent and the child. So it depends on who you talk to, but they have said that that theory of the parents taking responsibility for feeding them has been the most successful. Hmm. Medications and then teaching them nutrition. Hmm. So the prognosis for anorexia, it has the highest mortality rate of any psychological disorder. Hmm. The mortality rate is 11 to 10 times higher than the average population. It is 56% higher suicide rate than the average population. Half of the women with anorexia will make a full recovery, though 20 to 30% make a partial recovery, and 20% if it becomes a chronic disorder. Relapse is the greatest in the first 6 to 18 months. Mm -hmm. Um, If untreated, you have serious complications like heart conditions, kidney failure, and death. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have growth retardation, Mm -hmm. which means you're going to be really tiny. You can have alterations in your reproductive system, so you may never have a child if you can't get your period back um, where it needs to be. You can have puberty delay or arrest completely. Mm -hmm. Reduction in peak bone mass, so you're going to become osteoporotic pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Hepatic stenosis? Stetosis? No, it was steatosis. Mm. Fatty infiltration (laughs) of the liver is what it is. A fatty liver. You're going to have a fatty liver. You're going to have seizures and tremors, delayed stomach emptying, constipation, increased risk of sudden cardiac death because your heart's taken a hit, arrhythmias, like I said earlier, abnormal slow heart rate um, or low BP. Mm -hmm. You can have mitral valve prolapse, myocardial fibrosis, and pericardial effusions. Mm -hmm. Struggling tonight. So, the most famous case of anorexia, as we all know, is Karen Carpenter. Mm-hmm. She dies at 32 from heart failure. So I she, didn't realize she was that young. She was young. And she, I just, I think she had one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. She was so smooth and, like, listen, you've heard her in the Christmas songs. Uh, you've heard her in Christmas songs. Um, and if you've ever watched Tommy Boy, they're singing a Karen Carpenter song. I can barely When they have no movie. roof. I love that movie. <laughs> So they're singing Karen Carpenter in that movie. I think that's my friend Jen's favorite. That or Dumb and Dumber. Oh One God, of those is her favorite. hysterical. I cannot watch them. This is like, I hate that. You see the two of them. They're sitting in this car. The car's been demolished by a deer and blown up. And bl- and they're sitting there. And he, they're mad at each other. And he's like, what do you want to... And they put the song on. And it's like, didn't you always see me, baby? I can't even... Baby, baby, baby. I can't even sing it because I can't remember the words. And he's like, do you want to listen to this? He's like, yeah, fine. I'll listen to it. And then two minutes later, you see them, and they're crying, singing this song at the top of their lungs. Baby, baby, baby. It's hysterical. She's got a beautiful voice. I can't, I can't watch those movies. So she begins dieting in high school, and she gets down to 120 pounds. And she was always had kind of, like, issues. Um, she was the drummer of the Carpenters first, and then they heard her voice, and they're like, you have to do it. And she was kind of pushed to the forefront. Mm-hmm. She didn't really want to do it. Um, she has issues with her parents. I mean, like, classic. So in 1973, the year I was born, she sees a picture of herself and she thinks she's fat. So at that point, she starts dieting. So she goes from 120 down to 100 pounds. And her eating habits started to change. This mm-hmm. is when she's out to dinner. You try it. You eat my food. Like, And she starts offering everybody a taste yeah. of her food. So in 1975, she's down to 91 pounds. Jesus. In 1981, so we're still like six years of this. Mm-hmm. She finally tells her brother she needs help. She's like, I can't do this anymore. She starts seeing a psychotherapist, and she's using, the way she's losing all this weight is she's using thyroid replacement <gasps> pills to hype up her metabolism. Yeah. yeah. So she is also on top of the thyroid. She's taking 80 to 90 laxatives a night, tablets. 80 to 90 laxatives. So she is shitting her brains out. Rivers of shit. They can't even her. be that much in you. Rivers of shit. 80 to 90. 
So um, the therapist winds up confiscating all her meds, but she's continuing to lose weight because she's getting the meds from her friends mm-hmm. who are anorexic. Mm-hmm. In 1982, she's admitted, admitted to Lenox Hill in New York City, and she's given IV nutrition. And from there on, she maintains a stable weight, but it put a tremendous strain on her heart. And so in 1983, February 4th, she collapses at her parents' home, and she's pronounced dead at 9.51. The autopsy reveals that she died from hmm, cardiotoxicity as a result of anorexia. Those Mm. people are trying to um, dispute that, but Mm -hmm. she did. Her blood sugar at the time of her death. 34. 1,100. Because she's just completely out of whack. Yes, which is 10 times what your your blood sugar should be like 120. She's at 1,100. Um, which is ridiculous. The I mean, she could, said, that's how she died. I mean, the, the reason she's at 1100, it's her repeated use of Ipecac syrup, yeah. which is highly sugary mm-hmm. and other over the counter emetics. Other celebrities. Let's repeat the list. Okay. Demi Lovato, mm-hmm. Paula Abdul, mm-hmm. Russell Brandt, Lady Gaga, Alanis Morissette, Jordan Younger. Don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Princess that. Diana and Elton yes. John and Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. So, Last month, I watched a special called I Am Maris on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched this. No. I Am Maris, she's a young girl who had anorexia. Mm-hmm. And she goes on and she tells her story of being anorexic. She has her own artwork. I find it disturbing. I don't like her artwork. Okay. I don't like it at all. I'm not very honest. And they show so it constantly through the show. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Maris, but I don't like it at all. Um, to me, it was just the same face over and over. And it's... But what it is showing is how she feels at the time of her anorexia. And she was like a control freak and she was trying to be the best Mm -hmm. at everything. And she was hiding containers in her room. Her mother found the containers and everything. And she finds her way through yoga. She, her mother takes her to yoga class. Mm -hmm. She falls in love with it. She heals through yoga. But when she went to college, she relapses. And she talks about her relapse Mm -hmm. and how that's a triggering factor. The stress and the the change. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So... It is a really great documentary. I am Morris. I would definitely watch it on anorexia. It. it was very, very interesting. So that covers our food injuries. So again, um, if you see your brother's girlfriend at the dinner table and she's really skinny, like 90 pounds skinny. Mm-hmm. And she's not eating anything. She's she pushing has, like, them around. dry hair and hair mm-hmm. all over her body. Mm-hmm. You might want to warn them. She's got some eating issues. Yeah, tell them to watch out. Yeah. This week's episode is going to be brought to us by Harmony Surgical Designs. Harmony Surgical Designs is a supplier of surgical hats, compression socks, and badge poles. Mm -hmm. They have four types of hats. They have the Buffant, the Euro Scrub Hat, the Modern Ponytail, and the Florence. They, If you don't like any of the material or any of the prints, which I don't know why you wouldn't because they're gorgeous, Mm -hmm. um, you can buy your own material, whether it be a Patriots hat or a Bruins hat, I know how everybody loves them, or Halloween or Christmas, and you can send them in, and they will make the hats for you and send them back. Mm-hmm. Laura got to try the socks. They are, they work wonders, they're great compression socks, silky smooth, go easy on, easy off, no problems, love them. They also have a subscription club. You can join, you get two hats every month for 25% off the retail price and free shipping. And if you really, really want to match in the OR, you can have the combo deal. You can get a badge, a hat, and a sock, and socks to match. And this month, I believe it's donuts. Yes. So you can get a donut hat, a donut badge pull, and donut socks. Mm-hmm. So look up Harmony Surgical Designs at HarmonySurgical.com, and you can find them on social media at Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, HarmonySurgicalDesigns.com. Now we're going to move on to football injuries. I hate that stupid sound when they do the ear horn. That is one of my friends who is a, like... I love her. Mm-hmm. She's so Malden, but she is a really <laughs> high energy level lawyer. Very high level, like partner in a firm very early. Mm-hmm. That might be her favorite sound. I hate it. When we, like, I hate we it. It's the, on everything. We went to the Bahamas for my other friend's wedding, and they play that a lot down there, the air horn. It's in like every song, and every time we should go off, she's like, we're going to the dance hall. Oh my god, I hate had a blast. So much. Anyway, but anytime I think of that, I think of her dancing in a dance hall. Are we ready for some football? I think so. All right. Well, the, we, I mean, we do have to mention the huge Patriots fans. Huge. I mean, 
whether you like them or not, they're the best. It's, I mean, you can't even. I mean, there's no competition. There's, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, we love you. And I and love Edelman oh, and God. the rest of yep. you guys. I just love you all. I just love football. I literally just love football. I like it. I, I don't hate me. I think I like hockey better, but I do I'm like football. I like just, I do. I like, it's There's just no fast. And I love men on ice. It's just yummy. It's not fast. It's like, it's fast. <laughs> no, no. It's so fast. I can't follow the puck. That's because it's really little on that and big huge thing of ice. And there's not as many rules as there are in baseball and football. They scored like two to one. Yeah, it's yes, really. Yes, fights, they sweat, and there's clubs not, come off. Not I love fights. I love not hockey players. Fights. Anyway, I do like football, though. I, I like love to sit down to a good football, football game. Mm-hmm. But I'll only watch the Patriots. I'm not going to sit and watch no, I'll watch anybody who's I, on. No. Yeah. You're watching the sport, period. Yeah, I do I love do believe you got wrapped up in fucking... It's the sweeping one, curling lust. I love curling. I'm screaming at the curlers, who are very quiet. Yeah, they no. don't scream at all. No, because you would mess up the friction. Bush, they're sweeping the ice, and I'm screaming at them, like screaming literally at work for curling. Well, you know what? Anything competition. Who thought? Who thought that up? Who was like, you know what? I think I could ice down the driveway. Let's get a fucking boulder and a broom. We're gonna make a race. I want to join a. I would curl all day long. I think I could do it. I want it. to bring the broom guy. I think I could do it. Mm. But I'm who sat there one day and came up with this game? And Canadians. how the hell did it become an Olympic sport? Canadians. I'm going to go with. Well, it's very boring up there when it's winter it's time. a lot of ice. Well, hockey. You got to do something with it. Hockey's a little more fast-paced than curling. Mm. Mm. I like when they're cuter, too, than the curlers. Curlers are like dads. They're like ice bowling. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a dad. bowling team on ice. Dads. You know. Yeah. They're all having their schlitz. You know, and they're smoking some palm balls, and they all have little shirts for curling, and you know that's like a bowling league for the outside. Okay, I, you know what? Anything is. comp, any competition. I, like my husband, if nose picking was a competition, he would be rooting for it. He yeah. will. I come in sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Mm-hmm. It's could be who? It's like a, it's not even in English. I don't even know what he's watching, but he's like, this is pretty good. I'm like. I didn't even know that was a sport, yeah. but he's watching it. The Olympics. And he my finds favorite all those two weird... weeks a year, every two years. I favorite know. two weeks of the I, I love could it. kill us. I love it. I could kill us. He watches all the weird channels that I don't even know we have because mm. it's some kind of random sport on there. I love I it. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he's going to watch ice fishing at some point. Just some guys over a hole. I mean. It's a sport. It is. It's a sport. Sitting in a hot on ice. And I'd that's probably the other pick thing. a side and root for I don't get I that either. Why are you sitting on the ice with a heater? Doesn't that defeat the purpose? Aren't you going to melt the fucking piece of ice you I think on? it has to be so thick that the heater wouldn't melt it. Come on. It's going to melt. I wouldn't take my chance. I, the thought of sitting on ice stresses me No, out. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't. I might chair for somebody that, that is like, <laughs> He got the bigger fish. He weighs so one. And his cabin is really posh. <laughs> He's got like a couch. I love it. I, I, would, I would pick Maybe somebody. Maybe that'll be a new Olympic sport. Maybe. Maybe plays hockey. Who knows? All right, so you are going to cover football head injuries. Head injuries. Head injuries, which are never funny, but we're going to talk about them anyway. They're not funny at all. Um, so football head injuries. I got this information on protectthebrain.org. I didn't know there was a website, but it makes sense. There's a whole site about them. I'm going to yeah, go she is. right in <laughs> to chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or chronic. CTE. CTE. Let's go CTE. It's huge. Know. It's big in the news now. CTE, okay. CTE. Junior Seau. If you remember oh, him, he played. Didn't he commit he suicide because of it? Yes. It, okay. It, there's a lot of bad things that happen from it, but he's one like that's recent, that's yeah, famous, that had that, CTE, yeah. and he took his own life. Um, it's a progressive degenerative disease which affects the brain of people that have had repeat concussions and traumatic brain injuries. It occurs over a period of years or even decades. So, you know, Excuse you get me, a like concussion, you get another con- con- Yes, boxers have it a lot. You get, you know, concussion after concussion after con- You seem fine, you're fine, you're it's fine. And then it deteriorates. Um, the brain gradually deteriorates and will lose mass in some areas. Wow. Enlarge in others. That's so it's, um, you know, everything's just dying in one part and then the other part will swell and get mm-hmm. big and it completely messes your brain. Some areas of the brain have an accumulation of... I'm not going to say this right. Tau protein, um, which normally is in your brain, it stabilizes cellular structure in the neurons. So mm-hmm. you need this in your brain. But when these these people with CTE have like an excessive amount okay. of this too protein, much tau. Yes, and then it causes like a major interference 
with the function of the neurons. Okay. If your neurons aren't firing, you're not thinking straight. Like there's a big problem if your neurons aren't working. So symptoms of CTE are memory loss, impulsive behavior, erratic behavior, aggression, depression, impaired judgment, um, difficulty with balance, and a gradual onset of dementia. Oh, interesting. So it's like little things, you know, like, oh, he's in a bad mood all the time now. Yeah. Or, you know, like When you look at it afterwards, you're like, yep, there it was, there a, it was, there it was, right. and there it was. But it's just like little mm-hmm. gradual things, and it makes them act out of control, and they make stupid decisions, and um, it can be misdiagnosed since it looks a lot like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Because yes. they have the impaired balance. Is it what I said Ali had was Parkinson's? Yeah. Probably missed that right. It's, yeah. So, you know, you're, you're unstable on your feet, so you look like you're off balance, which is a Parkinson's trait. Your your brain is changing a right. little bit, which is a Parkinson's trait, so people are easily misdiagnosed. Um, and so far, as of today, you can only diagnose it post-mortem. <sighs> so if someone comes into you with this, you can't completely diagnose them um however there are many trials going on there's tons of studies on this um to find out how to diagnose it earlier to help decrease the symptoms Mm -hmm. so you can live and function and get control of it um like i said before junior seau um he killed himself from it chris benoit he was a wrestler yes yeah he killed his wife and Mm -hmm. son and then killed himself that was a terrible case when they did his young yeah and, but when they did the yeah. postmortem, he had CTE, and his brain was drunk. Because they were blaming it on roid rage or something in the beginning, right? Weren't they? Because I mean, he's a big guy, yeah. he's a wrestler, he's uh. this huge guy. You know, they probably take stuff, but it wasn't. It was when they did the postmortem, he had CTE, and had you know, it was, was probably case. years and years and years of abuse. Oh and, my god, banging yeah. the mat. Yeah, was Hulk Hogan one of the guys that took him down? Was he that kind of wrestler? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Hogan, 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 Rowdy Piper. I used to watch that shit all the time. I think Rowdy Rowdy was my um, friend's favorite. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. (laughs) Um, His kilt. Hmm? Him and his kilt. I don't remember him. That is one of my friend's favorite wrestlers. Hulk Hogan's arch nemesis, circa 1984. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Oh my God. And he'd come in and beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan. And Hulk would come out and he'd kill Rowdy. It was great. He used to kill Hulk. Loved him. Mm Mm-hmm. The other injury I'm going to talk about, I mean, there's a million, a million head injuries, um, are concussions because they're like seen every day. Yeah. Um, and they I, cause more problems than people think. People are like, oh, he just has a concussion. It's He'll be back next week. Concussion. I'm like, that is, it's a, and it builds on itself. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not good. Um, a concussion is a mild traumatic brain injury. It's caused by a blow to the head that causes the brain to move rapidly in the skull. So that's how you get a concussion when your mm-hmm. brain whacks against your skull. Um, it changes the it's normal quite a function. Description. I mean, that's but it is like you know you <laughs> get hit, <laughs> you know, like you hit the I ground. Exactly. It's not because they hit the ground. It's because your brain, brain is, hit the forward. It's like yeah. a deceleration yeah. injury in your head. Um, it changes the normal function of the brain, and they can have serious long-term effects. Signs and symptoms of concussions are headache, nausea, fatigue. Confusion, memory problems, sleep disturbances, mood changes. They can be seen right after the injury, but sometimes it takes days or weeks to see any of the symptoms. I believe When Jack got his concussion, we brought him to the hospital because his head was like bleeding everywhere. And they were like, you know, do this, do that, do this. Yeah, you're fine. You don't have a concussion. Did you throw up? No, you don't have a concussion. Okay, fine. So we leave and we go get something to eat because now it's after dinner and they were starving. So him and my mother and I were out to dinner and we're talking like about something he would know know about. about. And we were talking and we said, right, you know, what do you think, Jack? And he's like, what? And we repeat it. And he go, what? And I repeat it again. And he, what? And I'm like, he has a concussion. Mm -hmm. They just said he didn't. I'm like, he has a concussion. He cannot go to a certain ER. doesn't mean he could not follow a conversation. Could not. Like he didn't throw up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to throw up to have no. a concussion. Um, and we, thank God, we have Children's Hospital in Boston. And, you know, we brought him there to a concussion clinic. And he had a severe concussion. Concussion. He was on meds for months. And it was like a, but they, because he didn't throw up. But if he closed his eyes, he fell right over. But I feel like some places, especially like small ERs, I can't be bothered. 
they just can't be bothered with doing the proper testing or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, and they so asked. they're just like, oh yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna get you out of here. So if you have a, mm, I don't know, something doesn't seem right. It's your brain, or it's your kid's brain, or it's your friend. It's a your brain. You need it. Yeah. Like go Take see it about serious. it. Yeah. I said to him, I had to go to work and I was like the next day and I was like, you're taking him to the doctors. And when you walk in, you're saying, we're going to children's hospital concussion clinic. And he's like, okay. I'm like, I'm not kidding you. I don't care what they say. You're going to, he's like, okay. And right away they were like, oh, he couldn't stand up. Yeah. He would close his eyes and fall right over. It was ridiculous. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) But he could not follow. Me, me, me. It's all about me. He seemed completely (laughs) fine. If you looked at him completely, like he seemed fine. I mean. But then you were like, he has no idea what we're saying right and now. And he was it having was issues in school when he tried to go back. Wasn't he getting headaches? Right. Then he stuff? went back after a week or so. And the nurse called me and she said, you need to come pick him up. And I'm like, is he fu- all right? And she's like, he needs to be home in bed. Don't worry about school. Don't worry about his work. God, what I would give somebody he, to say that to me. He needs Take to be home, home in bed. and put her to bed. Yeah. Oh, the best words I'm I'm like, I'm ever hear. I mean, he's been out a week. She's like, he cannot be here. I can wow. see, look at his face. Yeah. And he was How not much longer was he out after that? He was only out a couple more weeks, I think, and then he had to go back a few hours, right. and then he had to come home. Like, yeah. it was like a gradual yeah. thing. But it's no joke. also with concussions, they don't have to make up that work, so they don't have to stress about it. Oh, so it's yeah. not like, because I was like, oh my God, how is he ever yeah. going to catch up? And they were like, no. Any tests, any quizzes, any homework that was due while he's out with a concussion, it's gone, because the stress of that will make it worse. Will make it worse. So don't stress about keeping oh your kids home God. for a concussion. Anyways, Anyways. Um, 1.6 to 3.8 million sports or recreation-related concussions occur in the U.S. every year. I believe it. Concussions occur more often in competitive sports in high school, mm-hmm. um, 60% of which occur in football, which I let my son play. Football, football. is just like such a hard sport. It you is. and I, you mean 400-pound guys are slamming you to the ground. Yeah. When we talk and about the worst injuries, it just gets, oh, wow. Yeah. I and mean, you get these huge men just demolishing. Right. Them. Right. Um, boys, the leading cause of concussions in boys in high school sports is football. For girls, it's soccer. There's well, a ton of concussions in soccer. You would. Because they fall a lot. Yeah. That's the soccer. Football get kick it. Oh, I would think getting kicked in the head. Like, they don't let little kids head the ball anymore in soccer. Interesting. That's like out. I forget at what age you can start doing that, but they don't. I bet you football is going to become flag football till a certain age too. Oh, they did start that. Like the little kids used to play football, and now I think it's like third grade or Mm -hmm. something that you have to wait till. Um, For kids ages five to eighteen, the five leading sports or recreational activities which um, account for concussions are biking. No, don't have your helmet on. Mm -hmm. Football, basketball. There's a ton of them in basketball. Um, just playing on a playground mm-hmm. in soccer. High school athletes' recovery time is longer than college athletes. Because they're younger? Yeah, because their brain is still... Mm-hmm. Um, high school athletes that sustain a concussion are three times more likely to sustain a second one. Wow. Yeah. If not correctly diagnosed and treated, concussions can lead to serious long-term effects, coma, or death. Oof. Yeah. That's not good. No. Um, you have to... Like, if you even just have a question about it, Go ahead, don't worry that your kid's going to miss... Two, right. two games. This is literally... Well, this is their They life need it too. for the rest, the rest of their, of their life. life. Like, like, you don't want the kid having dementia yeah, High 40. school football is not as important as having... Right. Dementia at 40. Fast facts about concussions. <gasps> I love, love fast those. facts. 10% of all contact sport athletes sustain concussions every year. Okay. Brain injuries cause more deaths than any other sport injuries. Interesting. In football, brain injuries account for 65 to 95% of all deaths that occur from football. In any given season, 10% of college players and 20% of high school players sustain brain injuries. Believe it. 87% of boxes have sustained a brain injury. Oh, my God. That's a given, I think. 5% of soccer players sustain brain injuries. An athlete who sustains a concussion are four to six times more likely to sustain a second one. Any athlete, not Mm -hmm. just the high school one. Um, Effects of concussions are cumulative in athletes who return to play before complete recovery. So I also think that's what happened with Jack because he hit his head, but it wasn't like I think that's why they blew it off because the way he did it, it wasn't very mm-hmm. hard. I didn't know this, but the week before he had hit his head while sledding. Oh, and that's right, that's right. So that's he right. hadn't healed from that, and, and then he hit, hit it, it again. again, and it was like through it, the roof, yeah, and it, it was worse. weird because it was yeah. why is this so bad? 
Um, but if you are not healed and you get a second one, it makes it worse. So much worse. Um, up to 86% of athletes that suffer a concussion will experience post-traumatic migraine or other headaches. 1.5 million Americans suffer from traumatic brain injuries. A tra- traumatic brain injury occurs every 15 seconds. TBIs, or traumatic brain mm-hmm. injuries, are the number one cause of death in children and young adults. I believe it. Um, I believe it. Yeah. More fast facts. Sorry. My oh, chest is a lot in the of fast way. facts. Yep. Um, fewer than one in 20 people who sustain concussions will get the information that they need. You're okay. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah You're yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. You can play next week. Everything's okay. Um, traumatic brain injuries cause 1.5 times more deaths than AIDS. Wow. Mm-hmm. Today or 1984? I, I think overall. <laughs> but like even in other, I mean, in other countries, AIDS cause a ton of deaths, but um, traumatic brain injuries cause 1.5 times tr- more. Because it happens with a lot of stuff. It's not like... You're talking car accidents, oh, right. bike I mean, accidents, just falling, falling down the stairs. Of, yeah, I mean, it's, it's from a lot it's of stuff. Anything, but it's, and we see it at work all, all the, time. the time. All the time. All the time. You just fall the wrong way and that's it. Yep. Um, if you think someone is concussed, seek medical attention immediately. Don't worry about them saying, no, no, I want to keep playing. Yeah. No, no, I can't play in the playoffs. The last week. thing you should let them do is keep playing. Yeah, don't, yeah. Anything like that. They're like, oh, I'm fine. I just have a headache. I. If you have a, any concern, take them right away. I know somebody I want to concuss right now. <laughs> Can you hear her? Yep. Welcome our weekly player. Go ahead. Do not return to play until you are evaluated and given permission by a medical professional. So I know at my son's school, if you have any injury, you have to be cleared eventually by your physician. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back, the trainer at the school also has to clear you. So it it's like a double yep, clearance. Yep, it should. Um, second concussions before fully recovered are very serious, like I said. And tell your coaches about all your concussions. I know people don't because if you have like three concussions, you play. can't play anymore. Yeah. Like ever? You, yeah. Wow. Like if he, he's had one concussion. If he gets two more, he can't play Did sports. Did he have one or did he have two that came out as one? Right. I don't know. He's so like, been diagnosed with, with one. one. Okay. I also think he had one when he was two and fell out of the carriage. I'm well, pretty, there was you a target, not, was it? Yes, yeah. it was target. You could not, he could not have not had right. a concussion, but they, he was two, so... Um, I'm, I'm sure. So I'm like, Almost you get strike. one more, you're done. Like, that's it. Um, but let them know. Uh, people, like, are so concerned about them playing. This is their brain. Like It's, it's their brain. And most of these kids playing are not going to be no, gonna the be next athletes. Tom Brady. No, they're not. No. Like, take it serious because the rest of their life is very right. important. Yeah. So please, if you have any question, if you doubt it at all, go get help. Go see somebody. Mm-hmm. Take them somewhere that knows what they're talking about. Right. Any concussion or clinic, you know, just go and have it checked. Right. That's it. CTEs, concussions. Mm-hmm. Well, I went with football injuries, and I went mm-hmm. with the top five worst football injuries. Ugh. So injuries in football occur due to a combo of high speeds and full contact. Mm-hmm. Are we surprised by this? Mm-mm. No. Knee injuries are the most common traumatic injury. Mm-hmm. ACL, PCL injuries. Mm-hmm. ACL is... The ligament that kind of holds your knee where it's supposed to be. Right. Kind of holds your leg together. Um, You have meniscal injuries. Mm -hmm. And you have a higher chance of ankle sprains and shoulder injuries. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to get into the top five worst football injuries ever. Oh, the glory. Now, I've worked in the OR a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I will say, most things don't gross me out. Some of these injuries, I wanted to throw up looking at them. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so number five, we're going to do a countdown to number one. Okay. Number five, Josh Cribbs, 2012. Mm-hmm. He's the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. Fucking hate the Ravens. Everybody. I so cannot stand. Do people like the Ravens? And under the Ravens, the Seattle Seahawks. And under them is the Steelers. Can't stand those three teams. Sorry for anybody who's a big fan of them. They drive me crazy. Yeah. So Josh takes a blow to the head from the Ravens linebacker. Danelle Ellerby. Forgive me if I say these names wrong because I'm probably going to. He hits him so hard his helmet flies off and he slams his head on the turf. Mm-hmm. Then someone inadvertently kicks him in the face. Oh! So uh, you can imagine concussion the whole nine. Yeah. He returns to the game. Number four, Zach Miller, 2017. He plays for the Bears. They're playing in New Orleans. He's reaching over his shoulder for catching the end zone. Oh! 
Leg, I don't like this at all. His leg comes down and quote unquote bends at a sickly angle. That, that means it went off. right yep. back. Yep. Yeah. He has a dislocated knee, a severed popliteal artery. <gasps> oh, I remember. And this. it's so bad they think that they're going to have to amputate his leg. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends his career. Is it, he never. He could never. He come never back. played again. He never played again. Mm-hmm. This guy. Who fucking named him? I don't know. Napoleon McCallum. Who names a kid Napoleon? I don't know. Who names a kid Maybe Napoleon? Maybe French? Let's like name any kid Adolf. Like, why would you name I him? Mean, well. Napoleon was a tiny. I know. He was a short little I shit know. that tried to take over Europe. I know. I mean, Napoleon? I, I mean, maybe it was a family name. <laughs> a family name? <laughs> I'm Napoleon the third. He's Napoleon the fourth. I'm Napoleon the junior. Napoleon a family name. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so September 5th, 1994, he plays for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He gets wrapped up with the 49ers, Ken Norton Jr. And as they go down, McCallum's cleat sticks in the ground, forcing his <gasps> knee into a horrible dislocation. Oh. He lands on top of Ken Norton Jr., but he's out. Like, out passed for the count. Out. He's passed yeah. out. Yeah, you would. He's so out that the they are working on him while he's still on top of Kevin oh Jr. Yeah. He suffers a complete hyperextension of his leg almost to a 90 degree angle. <gasps> so his knee like, bent completely backwards to a 90 degree angle. <laughs> Just oh saying God. it, I'm going to throw up. Um, it ruptured the artery in his right knee. He tore three ligaments. He tore the calf and the hamstring off the bone. Oh. Ended his career. Yeah. You're Napoleon. He's barely walking on that leg. Maybe he'll become a general in the army. Maybe. Maybe. Ugh. Okay, so Destry Wright. July, he's number two. Okay. Destry so Wright. it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Okay. July 30th. Let's say nobody else after here goes back to the game. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> July 30th, 2000. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a preseason game against oh, the Cowboys. That's the worst. He's running, and when you look at it, He's running. The way he's running, his legs are like straight out in front of him. It's bizarre. Was he doing like a celebration? Like I don't know what the hell he's doing. Run? No, he's running. like It's like he's running full speed and his legs are almost up ahead of him too much. Okay. Yeah. So when you see, you'll, you'll take a snapshot of the picture as the injury's happening. It's bizarre. So while he's running, he dislocates his right ankle and he breaks his right leg. This goes down as the grossest picture in NFL history. So when you look at the picture, he is laying on his stomach. And so when you're laying on your stomach, your feet are pointed to the ground. Yes. He has his left leg pointed to the ground, uh, and his right leg is pointed Oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. So they're at, like, like, up and down. Arrows pointing in opposite directions. And I, like, I'm saying to my husband, I'm reading it to him. He's like, let me see the picture. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, let me see the picture. He's like, oh, my God. That's disgusting. And my son's behind him. He's like, oh, take it off. It's gross because it's you just know how distorted yes. the foot it i mean they're at it's it's disgusting no that's gross um ended his career yeah. <laughs> the worst does anybody know what the worst history because brian knew it right off the top of his head no joe theisman oh november 18th 1985 now joe theisman looks like a 1970s porn star yeah he's got the stash he's got the hair he's got the body he's something he plays for the washington redskins mm-hmm. He looks like a 1970s porn star. Mm-hmm. So the Redskins are trying to run Flea Flicker. When my husband sees the Flea Flicker, it's like it's Santa Claus. He's like, Flea Flicker! They do it a Flea Flicker! <laughs> he gets so fucking excited. <laughs> it's a Flea Flicker! I'm like, relax with the fucking Flea Flicker. Everybody gets excited. Oh, they pulled a Flea Flicker! One of the Super Bowls, they did it. And he was like, <gasps> they did a Flea Flicker! Like, relax, Brian. Yeah. It's like, he gets so excited when yeah. he's watching the game. It's fun. He yells, he screams, the kids make fun of him. Okay, so Theisman has the ball, because it's a flea flicker. And if you know what a flea flicker is, the it's like a fake out, and the quarterback ends up with the ball, and he runs it in. The Giants aren't fooled by the flea flicker, and Lawrence Taylor of the Giants comes in on the blind side, so he's getting ready to throw the ball. Taylor takes him out. As he's knocking Theisman down, mm-hmm. his knee hammers mm-hmm. into Theisman's lower leg. Mm-hmm. And it fractures both the tibia and fibia, and two other guys then jump on top of Taylor as he's going down. Uh-huh. Theisman later says, quote, that the pain was unbelievable. It snapped like a breadstick. It sounded like two muzzle uh-huh. on shots going off on my left shoulder. Pow, pow. Taylor gets up and is screaming for help, but people think he is 
um, celebrating. Yeah. He's celebrating the thing. And he's like, Jesus Christ, get him over here. Um, when you see the picture, Theismann's lower leg is at a 45 degree angle from the field. So it's bent up in mm-hmm. an angle it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, his career was over at 36. He is, Theismann never blames Taylor for the injury. Oh, he's I mean, like, it's, it's not, not a football right. at what it is. And this is the injury that kicks off the movie, The Blind Side, which we have quoted twice in this podcast. Hmm. The other one was Florence Nightingale when I talked about um, the light brigade. Poem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, he quotes it. I had never heard yeah. of it until Tim McGraw's character side. talks about it. So. Those are the top five. So hints to avoid injury in football. Mm-hmm. You want to do pre-season, preseason health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you want proper warm-ups and cool-down routines. You want consistent strength training and stretching. Mm-hmm. You need to hydrate. You need to stay active during your breaks. And you need to wear proper fitting protective equipment. When you tackle, tackle with your head up so yep. you don't snap your neck. And that is our wonderful football, football and food injuries. Mm-hmm. When you... You know when someone comes in with like a broken leg, yeah, and we're doing ortho trauma, yeah, and they're like, "Okay, you need to hold the leg up, yeah, so and prep it and clean it, mm-hmm. and you know, so mm-hmm. you, I know what you're okay, going. yep, and you hold the leg up, and it literally bows Bends in a way that it shouldn't down, mm-hmm. like bows out. I can't even. Mm-hmm. It is I'm like nothing skeeves or me. Or you could hear the bones grinding. Oh yeah, as you're oh, holding no. it up. But it's the mm-hmm. it's the sight of the bow that I'm like, I. This I can't do. This, this is the only we part had a that kid I can't come stand. in with a rollerblading or a oh. skateboard, whatever, and he went down on both wow. arms, and the arm bent at, like your elbow would bend, but it bent it in the, the middle, middle of yeah. his lower arm. Oh. Disgusting! Yeah. And you could hear the bones go. <laughs> oh, I can't. Nope. Or the guy who his foot was so badly injured from a motorcycle accident, just the skin mm. was hanging. Yeah, and, and then you have to hold it up for them. Mm-hmm. I just worst. listened it's to... It's the bones are the worst. <laughs> uh, I, I love listening to my small town murder. It's like one of my favorite. Mm. Uh, these two guys crack me up. But they talk about this one murder. It was one of the most disturbing murders I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Where this kid would kidnap boys and break their bones. That's all. He, and he would break them and re-break them. And every hour for 43 hours, he broke this one kid's legs over until they were dust. His kneecaps were backwards. No. I couldn't even listen to it anymore. I'm like, this is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I can't with the... It's awful. It's that. So I can look at him and say anything, but the deformities throw me off. I it's, I the can't. it's the bones. It's the bones. It's the defor- but it's the deformity of them. Yeah. Like, they're that's not right. supposed to bend that no, way. No, you know that hurts really, yeah. really. I can look at your bowel hanging out yeah, all day Yeah, I can long. look at your brains on your face. Yeah, I can please, do that. dear God, don't break your bone in an audit. Please don't break your leg. I can't do it. <laughs> and don't throw it's up gross. on me, because that really makes me no, grossed out too. Chunks. So... This Thanksgiving, when you're watching football, mm-hmm. be careful. Or you're playing football, please yes. be careful. Mm-hmm. All um, those morning Thanksgiving games. Yeah. Hopefully nobody's going to get a um, Joe Theismann to the leg oh. or the 90 degree. Uh, uh, or a concussion. So have a wonderful, mm-hmm. well, we're going to actually have another episode closer to Thanksgiving. And we're not going to tell you what it is because it may change. <laughs> God only knows. So, um, so we will see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Remember to give us a little write-in if you want. Mm-hmm. Send us a little review. It's We love, love, love hearing from yeah. you. I don't care if you write us an email. It'll say, what's up, ladies? Um, thank you for everything, mm-hmm. and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Yep. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.